This message comes from NPR sponsor Hulu. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history. From memes to movements, see how this powerful online community shapes culture and society. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. Oh my God, it's been... I'm in the room with Stephen Thompson and Robin Hilton. I'm Bob Boylan, in case you don't remember any of us, because I hardly remember the people I'm in the room with. (laughs) This is the first time I have seen Robin Hilton in person since March 13th, 2020. What a... my God. What a run. What a run I had. (laughs) (laughs) It was sweet while it lasted, Stephen. Well, well, here's what's so amazing, that that you two uh, have gathered here for me to count down my top 10 records of 2022. We're oh, just supposed to sit and validate your choices. <laughs> mm, indeed. Oh, indeed. Bob, what a, good. A, excellent album. Another good one, Bob. Are, are we not? No. <laughs> you tell me. It's your show. <laughs> what are we doing? You said something about listener, the p- results of the listener poll. And so oh. I thought, okay, sure, I can talk about music people like. <laughs> 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 it is wonderful to see you too. <laughs> yes, Bob. You too. We've missed you terribly. Oh, I love you both. This is uh <laughs> it's all songs considered. I'm Bob Boylan in the room with Stephen Thompson and Robin Hilton, and we are gonna count down the listener picks, their favorite albums of twenty twenty two. They voted uh, and once a year, we listen to our listeners. <laughs> once? This is it. This is your chance. <laughs> a little wedge of a moment. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yes. Oh. Should we just start? So we put, we put an online poll. We do it every year. Thousands of people voted in it. These are the top 10 records, the most mentioned records in that poll. Starting with Always. All right. And yeah. the album Blue Rev. Uh, the song is uh, it's called Easy on Your Own is what we're going to play from that album, Blue Rev. Let's play a little and talk about it. Oh, do I it. I suppose we could do that. Voice of Molly Rankin. The group is always Stephen. You're you're smiling. I'm smiling. I'm so glad this made the cut. You know, this record came out earlier this year, and I listened through. I, I've I've loved this band since their their first record. I listened to it and was like, oh, this is lovely. And then filed away and forgot it. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that happens. There's just so much, and we have to try to keep up with the the 
fire hose that we're sipping from. <laughs> yeah, and th- this album ended up making a lot of publications year-end best lists, and I kind of thought each time I saw it, man, I should go back and listen to that record again. And because listeners picked it, I pulled it out, cranked it in my car over and over again. Yep. It is so charming. It is and so, amped up. <laughs> yeah, and just delightful. And you know, it's it's weird. Like it's it's a weirdly backloaded record. The further you listen into this record, the better the songs get. Somehow, the more they reveal each time you listen to them. Listen to them under headphones with the best sound system you can find, and they just reveal new textures and layers, all at the same time maintaining that total charm and sweetness and light. I just like that, you know, it's been a long time since guitar rock and pop was the dominant sound. Right. And I, I mean, this isn't burning up the charts or anything like that, but it's <laughs> not, it's nice to see that it connected with our audience. Yeah. Um, and that's what, you know, you mentioned being brought back to it, Stephen. That's what these polls are nice for. It's sort of a, a reality check. Well, we listen to our listeners for a minute there. That was good. Listeners, that listeners won. Hey, gang, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Good good job, <laughs> listeners, as it should be. Actually, the next one, we're going to go two for two so far because uh, the next one is a record that I missed completely. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Uh, it's by, uh, well, I didn't miss it. I mean, I listened yeah. to it, but again, filed mm-hmm. away in the in the wealth and flood of other things. This is uh, Florence on the Machine. The album's called Dance Fever, and uh, I'll play the song... Uh, Choreomania, yes. Choreomania. (laughs) And I am freaking out in the middle of the street with the complete conviction of someone who's never had anything actually really bad happen to them. But I am committed now. started don't know how to stop it suddenly i'm dancing to imaginary music something's coming so out of breath i just kept spinning and i danced myself to death something's coming so out of breath just kept spinning and I danced myself today. Parts of the Machine, their fifth album, Robin. I may be in tears by the end of the show because so much of the music we heard this year was about release and everything that we've been holding in for the last few years. You know, you've been doing that actually most of your life. Most of my yeah, exactly. life. I am a champion bottler. I really am. Um, 
you know, music about persevering and defiant joy. And, you know, I kind of think of like if, if Beyonce's record was the ultimate, like, get your ass out on the dance floor and dance this pain away. This is the precursor. Like, we're, we're, we're starting to get out now. And she's standing out in the street freaking out even though she realizes nothing really bad has ever happened to her before but she is committed to that feeling you know <laughs> and she is going to own it and go all in and she's warming up you can just feel the build across this record i love it so much one of the trickiest hurdles i think for us to clear as people who listen to music as as part of our jobs is to stay on top of music by bands that are already established yeah. uh, bands that have already been discovered because uh, we love to discover new music we love to turn people on to their new favorite band right and once that hurdle has been cleared in a band's career, we often kind of whether accidentally or deliberately we just kind of move on and so this record, slipped by me largely unnoticed because it's like, oh, I already like that band. Right. I, I and do. then yeah. listening back to it, like, where was I? This is, this is a fantastic... Again, Dude, you had one job, Stephen. <laughs> and not even a difficult one. <laughs> exactly. A job that is the envy of the world and I blew it. Listeners to Stephen Zero. <laughs> this is That's good. We're going to just keep this, this tally going this whole show. You're going to be deep in a hole by the end of this show, (laughs) Stephen. He started in the hole. That's right. (laughs) That was Florence and Machine, and the album's called Dance Fever. Uh, Let's go on to number eight and Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. Very, very Bad Bunny. Another uh, party record, so to speak, yes. (laughs) Yeah, Rooted in Grief. Let's hear it. We can hear a little bit about it. (laughs) Yeah, Rooted in Grief. Yes, (laughs) Rooted in Tremendous Grief. Doesn't it feel good? (laughs) And cakes. Let's hear the song Party from Unverano Sinti. Superstar Bad Bunny was everywhere in oh 2022. God. He was in the I'm movie Bullet Train. 
<laughs> it was his crowning achievement. His crowning Go achievement. Ahead. He was on the world's biggest stages. He uh, had one of the best-selling and most popular records. Think of a band, okay? Think of a band that has a 30-year career, which doesn't happen to very many bands. And at the end of that career, they put out a greatest hits record with, you know, 20 songs or however many songs on it. And you listen to it and you think, wow, what right. a career. What a run. Bad Bunny put out that record this year. Right. <laughs> this, this record is so many hits deep. And from the first time you heard it, you're like, oh, this will be, each one of these songs will get two billion streams on Spotify. Yep. Each one of these songs is going to be heard out of every car window. Each one of these songs feels like a hit. And that's that's what this record is. And yet it's it's consistent without being samey. Mm. Um, it, it's just coming at you from a lot of different angles. It's so enormously catchy. It's a record that will get its hooks into you even if you don't speak Spanish. Yeah. And that's a really, really hard thing. That that barrier can be very steep for people who don't who don't speak the language of the artist who's putting out the recording. And this record transcended that first entirely Spanish language record ever to hit number one on the Billboard charts. So I, I have read a number of studies, like from the RAA, that that. Show show that younger people in the States in particular spend about a fourth of their time listening to non-English music now, which, mm -hmm. you know, like when we were coming up would have been unheard of. How much time? About a fourth, about 20, 25%, quarter we, of the we time. Had, we had Los Lobos' cover of La Bamba. Yeah, I remember that. And that, <laughs> that was, was like a big was moment. The, that was the extent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, you know, and, and also Latin. I had the singing nuns doing Dominique, Dominique, <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, it's, it's. You know, and also Latin Latin pop. Latin pop music is the fastest growing genre and has been for the last several years in a row, far outpacing all other um, music. And uh, it's just like what a time to be alive. It's be it's you know one of the reasons that's happening is just because people are able to listen to anything from anywhere in the world. At any time, you know, like we literally needed a shortwave radio to tune in. So, like, if we wanted to hear something in another language, I and, couldn't even reach a college radio station. Right? From yeah. My no. Hometown. No way. Yeah. But but this record, in, addi in addition to just like you say, Stephen having hit after hit after hit, it is also a great example of another recurring theme, which is turning grief into into joy, which is happens across this record. It is a party record, but there's a lot of heartache. Uh, on it. And we've talked a lot about it already on the best songs and the best albums list, but not remotely surprised to see it in our listeners' top 10. Which kind of brings us to number seven, which is Rosalia. Mm -hmm. And uh, Motomami, another incredible record. Um, let's hear a song called La Fama. <laughs> Yo 
desván Lo que pasó Another album that we talked a lot about on the best songs and albums shows that we put up um, last week. So much you could get into on this record, particularly how Rosalia contains multitudes, yeah. this album does. Another, I'm going to keep saying that, another recurring theme this year, you know, music not being just one thing. But I'll just say as a as a fan and a music lover, there's the sounds, the yeah. rhythms, the change-ups on this record. She constantly surprises on this record from track to track. And Rosalia herself, if she were in the room, I don't think I could make eye contact with her. She is absolutely... <laughs> She's the reason we have the term badass. She is just so cool. Yeah, she is an incredibly righteous force. And <laughs> this record just sounds so good. She has that voice that is just pulling you in from every angle. But sonically, this record is so much more expansive than anything she's done mm. before. And so you're 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 just getting pulled along by that voice, but then constantly surprised along the way. Yeah, love it. Rosalia, the number seven record, Motomami, and now to number six, Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm. I thought this might be higher than six. I really thought this would. I thought this might be one or two. I was surprised to see it at six. Mr. Morell and the Big Steppers. What should we play from Kendrick and come Let's back? Let's hit it back. from the top and do United in Grief. Deal. I hope you find some peace of mind in this lifetime. Tell them, tell them, tell them the truth. I hope you find some paradise. Tell them, tell them the truth. Tell them, tell them, tell them, tell them you're. I've been going through something. One thousand eight hundred and fifty-five days. I've been going through something. Be afraid. What is a what is a mini skirt? A man in his feelings with bitter nerve. What is a woman that really hurt? A demon you better off killing her. What is a relative making repetitive narratives on how you did it first? That is a predator in reverse. All of your presidents you with thirst. What is a neighborhood reputable? That is a snitch on a pedestal. What is a house with a better view? A family broken in variables. What is a rapper with jewelry? A way that I show my maturity. What if I call on security? That means I'm calling on God for purity. I wanna get me a therapist, I can debate all my theories and sharing it, whoa Consolidate all my comparisons, humble enough because time was imperative, whoa Started to feel like it's only one answer to everything, I don't know where it is, whoa Popping a bottle with Claritin, whoa Is it my head or my arrogance, whoa Shaking and moving like what am I doing, I'm flipping my time through the Rolodex Indulging myself in my life and my music, the word that I'm in is a codosec The word that we in is just menacing, the demons portray the religionist I'm waking up one and another, her woman, I hope the psychologist listening G-wagging away from, it was all for rap I was 28 years young, 20 million in tax Bought a couple of mansions, just for practice 500 in jewelry, chain was magic Never had it in public, late reaction 50k to cousins, post a caption Pray none of my enemies hold me captive I grieve different Good God <laughs> Oh my God, this um, album <laughs> I sort of fig- feel like I, I was going to be in a theater It's going to be a single light down It's going to be a guy sitting on a chair There's something uh, quite theatrical about it and and one person to one person intimate yeah. yeah it's interesting robin you said you you expected this record to be to be one or two and i think if you're looking for for what puts a record like this at at, at number at number six that had so much anticipation behind it this is a difficult record he is 
going for big swings, big ideas. And there are moments on this record that are very alienating, that feel very toxic. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when this record came out, I was going to talk about it on Pop Culture Happy Hour, and I spent the weekend listening to it kind of over and over again. And eventually, there was something about it that made me almost want to purge it like a toxin. And I don't mean that to say, I mean, this is a great record. Yeah. But he is he is exploring ideas in very ragged and jagged ways. He doesn't always hit his mark, but he's really going big. This is a 78-minute record full of dark thoughts and dark ideas as he says at the top of the record. I've been I've been going through something and then he's purging a lot of those feelings. And so there are points on this record where I I have to skip past because they're too intense. What well, you take a track like We Cry Together. Mm-hmm. I I guess I think Listening to to that, Stephen, it makes me think, you know, there are movies that are brilliant and you never want to see them again you know, because <laughs> they they shake you so much to your core. And mm-hmm. my first thought when I was like, oh, well, well, what should we play on this on this album? And I thought we cry together because that song is just such a kick in the stomach. And then I thought, I don't know that I can listen no. to that again because it is so brutal. Yeah, that's that's the track where it's it's framed as an argument. Right. Uh, he's with the actress um, Taylor Page yeah. and they're 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 fighting the yeah. entire song. And if you have ever been around anyone who's had a fight, you get echoes of fights you didn't want to be around that you didn't want to be listening yeah. in on or that you didn't want to be having. So for me, this record there are so many moments of absolute genius on this record. You could, if you didn't know this record and you just heard the part we played, you would be yeah. like, was that a sample of four different great songs? Right. He is so brilliant. But when you listen to Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers in its 78-minute entirety, that is a lot to take in. It's a record yeah. you kind of have to dole out to yourself. I mean, mm-hmm. Kendrick Lamar is following up a record that was called Damn that was universally beloved, that won a Pulitzer Prize. Yeah. This record feels like it's trying to push you away as much as it's trying mm. to pull you in. And in that way, it's enormously powerful. But I can see how not everybody unanimously came around to it. That's fair. I think, I, I think it's worth noting, though, that you mentioned damn the bar was extraordinarily high yeah. for him that like nobody can meet but i feel like he he at least for me more than surpassed that that bar with this one it is a completely different record from damn like yeah. you say but just from the opening seconds of that opening track it immediately sounded different from everything else yeah. i was listening to and that's part of his genius number 6 record ever our listeners pick kendrick lamar not a casual Listen, but this breezy little number. (laughs) When we come back, we will have some. uh, Actually, there's a couple of records in the top five of listener picks that are fun, casual listens. We now have on our website NPR Music's top 50 albums, top 100 songs. Stephen, you're doing a playlist this year? No, no one asked me. Oh, you just didn't read your email. Or else it was blocked. <laughs> I, they asked me, and I said no because I said I barely care what I think. I don't know how anyone else does. <laughs> no, we're, pu- we're publishing a group of, of staff lists um, yeah. this week, and, and my top ten will be on that. Except it's constantly shifting because I'm still constantly hearing new things be? that I love. You know, yeah. My favorite records of the year change all the time. I, I, I actually did say I didn't want to do one this year. For that very reason, it's like I could – 
Throw a dart at the records I listened to this year, and you'll hit one that could be in my top 10. Actually, my list is up online, and I've made 100 songs. Yeah, because to... you cannot be contained, Bob. <laughs> it's like, top 10? <laughs> we could do a top 10. Here's 100. <laughs> I did do a, a shorter list, and then, but I just, what the heck? You know, you want to discover. Right. There it is. What the heck? People have unlimited time. <laughs> See? That's For what me. I was thinking. <laughs> For me. Exactly. <laughs> but we're going to take a break and uh, be right back. And you're listening to All Songs Considered from NPR Music. Support for NPR and the following message come from NPR sponsor Allianz Travel Insurance. From quick weekend getaways to international vacations, an annual travel plan from Allianz Travel Insurance can protect your adventures for the next 365 days. And with benefits starting as close as 100 miles from home, you can have peace of mind wherever you go. Get a quote at AllianzTravelInsurance.com. Support for NPR and the following message come from the American Cancer Society. Dr. Alpa Patel leads a team that researches cancer risk factors, and she shares how her team makes an impact. We always do what we like to think of as actionable science. So the work that we do makes its way to things like nutrition and physical activity guidelines for cancer.org, where millions of people come each year to learn about how they can better prevent cancer. To learn more, go to cancer.org. Last year, over 20,000 people joined the Body Electric study to change their sedentary, screen-filled lives. And guess what? We saw amazing effects. Now you can try NPR's Body Electric Challenge yourself. Listen to updated and new episodes wherever you get your podcasts. It's All Songs Considered. I'm Bob Boylan with Stephen Thompson with Robin Hilton. The first time in three years we've been in a studio together, or at least since March 13th. However long that is, that's Nearly. almost three years. Yeah, yeah. two and oh three quarter gosh. years. Let's and we're make listening. a habit out of this, yeah. though. I, I really, mean, there was a part of me, because Robin Hilton does not leave his house. I've seen Bob Boylan in person many times. Robin, I Bob, deliver you bagels. Bob shows up on my doorstep, and it, because he brings a gift, I don't just slam the door in his face. But I really thought, I'm never going to see Robin Hilton ever again. Bob said to me one time, he's like, it's funny, you know, I don't know that you've ever had me over to your house. And I said, I don't have anyone over to my house. <laughs> I've never been to Robin's house. Robin's Why would I want house? people over at my house? I live there. Yeah, I yeah. keep my things there. <laughs> Especially when I spend all day with you people in, a, in yeah. an office. It's like, why would I want to spend more time with yeah, you? Yeah, but when I'm, that went away, that didn't day. change at all. <laughs> just, just saying. <laughs> Let's do number five because it's fun. Uh, the number five album picked by our listeners is Wet Leg. Uh, there's so many songs we could play from this record. Drop the needle. Uh, oh, my gosh. Let's drop a needle on um, Being in Love. Great. I need to lie down. Only just got up. I feel so
<laughs> so this record's not deep, but it's so darn fun. So fun. I mean, okay. So Wet Leg put out a song called Chaise Long in 2021, and we knew this record was coming. And it's not necessarily terribly often that you can stand at the start of a year and know what one of the albums in your top 10 list is going to be. And it's the debut album by a band that has put out like a total of three songs. Right. You just knew this record was going to be great from that first single. One of the best just opening (laughs) singles of a band's career that has ever been. Uh, And this record lives up to that promise, which seems almost impossible. And... I think it came at a moment where the humor was so mm-hmm. so needed, and I mean, I I laugh out loud when I when I went and listened to this record for the first time and heard these songs for the first time, other than Shay's Long, and whatever ever the other single was, I can't remember at the moment, but I just loved the way they poke fun at people, the way they uh, well, it's, it's so dry, and and the moment that I had this year with them was being in a nightclub with a only 180 I mean it was a capacity crowd of in a very small club DC9 in Washington DC you know the, one of the few times in a cl- crowded space with mask on and all that stuff and uh, it feels so good to be back with people and mm-hmm. and they just brought everybody together laughing and smiling huh <laughs> <laughs> I do. That, I cannot. Was, that, was that Robin? Who did that? <laughs> I, for me, this is the kind of record that, like, back in the day when uh, I had the time to just camp out with a record, this is the one that would have been stuck in my cassette player for months, mm-hmm. you know. This record captures a mood, a very specific mood, and it is the mood of being a certain young age. A certain young age in which you are both... Which were none of... None none of us are uh, in this room are anywhere near that age. But there's a certain age where you are are going through the world both over and under stimulated. And it feels very of the moment, right? Like everybody's having 20 million stimuli thrown at them at all times. And it's both overwhelming and boring. And (laughs) this record taps into that feeling. And I think some of the that reserved, dry delivery uh, is what makes it work, too. Oh, my gosh. So charming. <laughs> so fun. Oh, my God. So, Rianne Tisdale and uh, Hester Chambers, Wet Legs, the group. That's number five. Let's go to number four. Harry Styles. Harry's house. Oh, the way you said that made it sound like a horror movie. <laughs> it, I, I listened house. to it. I thought it was. <laughs> oh, no, oh, come no. on now. This, this record boiling. was awesome, and I will, I will take that to the mat. Send your angry letters <laughs> to me. To Bob Boylan. I want to hear as it was. Oh, my God. No matter how many times I hear it, don't get tired of it. Say, and everything gets in the way. Seems you can never. 
I love this record, this song, so much. Like you, Stephen, I, no matter how many times I hear it. I, You know, Bob, you joked it going into it about, you know, I, you're not, it's no, no secret, you're not a fan of big, you know, glossy pop, you know, highly produced pop music. But when, when we featured this record on New Music Friday, one of the things that we talked about is how we tend to flatten celebrity. And, and it's very easy to see someone like Harry Styles as one thing. You know, this a very, very good looking... <laughs> You know, former. He's he's a, he's a very good look. He's a handsome former boy band singer. You know. Do you, do you like the way you look? <laughs> he's, he's, he's very handsome. He's handsome. He's good looking. He's hot. Uh, he's he's attractive. Me, um, what are the words I'm looking for? No, you know, he's he's a very good looking former boy band member. Who I'm just saying, what, it's what people that? people Take two. people people that? flatten celebrity and think, oh, attractive boy band minger. You know, he's no. His waters are not very deep. You know, he makes relatively low stakes pop music. You know. There's not a whole lot to dig into there, not a lot of meat on the bone. But I think the more, certainly for me, the more you listen to this record, the more layers it has and the more sides I heard to it sonically. I think he is a guy and a musician who is a lot harder to figure out than he might get credit for, certainly from people who don't like glossy pop music. You know, I think there's I think his waters run very deep. That's all I'll say. say. And I know I said he's good looking, but... I sat behind the tiny desk in early 2020 and interviewed Harry Styles about our shared love of the Green Bay Packers. And I can attest, he's very handsome. (laughs) (laughs) Not where I thought you were going. I, I, I texted a picture of that interview. Somebody took a picture of me interviewing Harry Styles. I texted it to my partner, Katie, and I said, the good news tonight you get to go to bed with one of these men. The bad news, you don't get to pick which one. <laughs> the bridge troll sitting next to Harry Styles. Uh, you know, I, I mean, we're, we're joking, but it, this was a great record. And like, if, if you see him live, his, his shows are like off the charts. Yeah, I... He's, I, so, in, endear, he's so endearing to the fans and... Yeah, I find him enormously endearing. And I, I think, for me, I was a little surprised that this full album was as high on this list as it was. I don't necessarily think of Harry's House as like a triumph of an, of an album that you need to listen to as one, you know, 40-minute piece of music. To me, it is it is a record with several astonishingly great singles. Mm. Uh, I didn't necessarily have the relationship you did w- with it, Robin, where, where well, it was that's revealing... Robin thought it was a very handsome record. <laughs> Um, you know, what Robin was sort of saying, it revealed more layers the more time mm. you spend with it. I, I didn't necessarily have that experience. I just found the singles from this record, particularly as it was, were sort of infinitely appealing. Every time that song came on the radio, I was delighted. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, it was really kind of... You listen to the radio? I do sometimes. listen my, to the radio. Can I you believe do, that? In I do car. sometimes yeah, listen wow. to the radio, especially in my car. Uh, my, my family prefers the radio. Over the eight-track player, the over the over the eight-track player that I that I would, and I like it that way. I like my eight-track player. <laughs> um, so it's it's interesting to see like this full record being embraced as a whole album, and it makes me want to go back and spend more time with the other songs on the record because I just found myself playing as it was over and over again. Yeah, the NPR Music ran a review of this record that was a real takedown, and I I, I didn't agree with the review. One of the reasons the review was negative is they thought that it's it's too disjointed. There's no you know he's trying to be too many things all at the same time and and that's not how I it I received it at all. Hmm. Harry Styles, Harry's House. Speaking of records that are 
all over the map. <laughs> and ask a lot of you. <laughs> and ask a lot of you. Yeah. That's right. Is a Big Thief is our number three record for 2022, picked by our listeners, and they purposefully uh, Big Thief. Bob, uh, can you name the title of this album off the top of your head? Yes. I Dragon, know. New Warm Mountain, I Believe in You. There you go. And it's a record, their intention was to not only self-produce it for the very first time, not work with Andrew Sarlo uh, in producing the record, but also to find four different locations. And in those four different locations, come up with different sounds. And so they wound up recording something like 40 tracks. There's 20 of them on this record. Normally, as we've done this show, we've played a track from each. I'm just going to play a snippet of two different songs that sit back-to-back Somewhere like cut, you know, 15 and 16 or whatever. <laughs> cut 65 whatever. <laughs> to 66. And just give an example of what Big Thief's sound and record sounds like. So this is, uh, right here is um, a song called Blurred View. The magazine, the blue screen, the big hand moving past the last thing and turn for you. Okay, so so that's a blurred view from uh, Big Thief, and then uh, right afterward comes this tune. Down, That's grandma. my grandma. <laughs> <laughs> there are lines in this on this record uh, that stuck with me all, all year. That that line about uh, she she mentioned her uh, her grandma's name and 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 uh, Adrian Linker is the she who mentioned her grandma's name in there and and I don't know there was something about so pure joy the way she said it that just pierced me well and brought me joy. Yeah, this is this is an epic. Yeah. This is uh, the longest album on this list, even longer than Kendrick Lamar's Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. This is an almost 81-minute record. And because of that, I, I got a little scared off it huh. for, a, for a long time. Hmm. I, I knew I loved the first single from this record, Little Things, that came out last year. It was one of my favorite songs of last year. I was really excited about this record because I was in love with that song. And then I, got, I saw this ocean of songs and was a little was a little slow to spend time with it and it it is all over the place but god they are so in the pocket they know it is just a band at the height of its power this was the number one rock album on NPR Music's. Uh, were you in the rock? I, I was yeah, not yeah. a part of the rock group. So what was your what was your all's thinking like why cuz rock is the last word i would use to describe this this album well i mean i think you, like i said there's four very different sounds on this record and I don't think it'd be, you know, you could listen to so many groups that we thought of as rock in the day and listen back to, you know, a, a Led Zeppelin song that sounds kind of country. Mm, uh, I, I think true. that I think that's always what's lived in rock. I think the more we get further from the heyday of rock, the more I think we think of rock as music made with a guitar, bass, and drums. Mm-hmm. And everything, no matter what they make, it has guitar, bass, and drums, or mm-hmm. at least at its core and its center. And uh, and so, yeah, categorizing music is so weird anymore, and I, I wouldn't be surprised in times not too distant future if that whole idea of 
throwing stuff into categories like that just gets tossed away by us people, meaning uh, media, really. Yeah. yeah. People, uh, we, we just talked just earlier about how, you know, people listen to music that's not even in a language that they speak. Yeah. Uh, I, I, think the, I think the world has opened up. Maybe you have to start younger and see that open up world where everything is just there in front of you and just think of it as one big hole and not into little slivers because for us – Speaking of the radio, we grew up listening to a radio that was the rock station or the hip-hop R&B station or the country station. All of it very siloed. Very, very much siloed. And we are all in our little silos in many ways, but also there's this great expanse. It all falls uh, into this melting pot. I, I don't know how to put it. We're both very siloed and also very aware of so many things that are around us. Maybe you all can help me. Focus that idea. Well, we don't. I, we have fewer monocultural moments. Right. I, I would say, you know, where everyone's listening to the exact same thing, and there still are genres and subcultures and niches. But all the the slices are just thinner and thinner, right? And what one of the beautiful things about you know the how connected we are right now is how you can find your people. You know, like you you can be part of this group that listens to Goa chant music or Tibetan monk music or something, you know, uh, more obscure. But people can find it and find each other. I also say about the Big Thief record, we, we've talked for years now about the death of the album. And I think seeing the Big Thief on here, the Kendrick Lamar and so many of the other records on this list tell me that it, it's the exact opposite. You know, th- this was such a great year for full albums. Do you guys spend, well, I don't know if it's fair to have this conversation with you, with including myself, is how much time we actually spend listening to a record from beginning to end, beginning to end. Well, I mean, it, I I have to metabolize so much music, honestly, for New Music Friday. I'm, I, I'll hear yeah. a record a couple times and then move on. I'm, I, I love having time off because then I, I listen to whatever I want and I'm reminded <laughs> like, oh yeah, I really like music. <laughs> I listen to the E.T. soundtrack the other day like when because I, I, I still love that that record still brings me joy and i'm like i yeah. never have time to listen to it i make a the, point saturday mornings to make sure i listen to just something old that i love or or recent that i love right and not be mission driven to right maybe this is a rabbit hole we don't need to go but, down no but it's it is a it is part of what's fun about this end of the year conversation is that it, it forces us to go back and reflect on what we actually That's liked true. and sometimes ju- this process just kind of crystallizes for me what music i want to save you know, to, to, to go back and revisit because all three of us are so much in the business of listening to whatever's next. It's nice to kind of put a few stakes in the ground and just remind yourself to go mm. back and re-listen and re-love this music. So was that true of our number two record for you, the Taylor Swift record? It absolutely was. I love this record. She, over her last few records, I, I think, Stephen, for me anyway, I just, I, I have never loved her music more. What do you want to play? I want to hear the song, You're On Your Own, Kid. Summer went away, still the yearning stays I play it cool with the best of them I wait patiently, he's gonna notice me It's okay, we're the best of friends Anyway, I hear it in your voice You're smoking with your boys I touch my phone as it fits your face I didn't choose this town dream of getting out there's just one who could make me stay all my days from 
always have been I see the great escape So long Daisy May I picked the petals He loves me not Something different bloomed Writing in my room I play my songs In the parking lot I'll run away From sprinkler splashes To fireplace ashes I call the taxi To take me there I search the I'm sorry, I need a moment. <laughs> Got a little dusty in here. I mean, that song is incredible. Yeah, that song blows me away every time. And you know, the the, the singles from this record, "Antihero" and "Lavender Haze," uh, both very good songs. But they both are kind of touching on this side of Taylor Swift's persona that I'm not as interested in, which is. Hmm kind of the perils of being Taylor Swift. And I don't know what it's like to be Taylor Swift. Really? <laughs> so so those songs I, I always kind of hear and feel at a remove. But when she writes a song about going back to your hometown and feeling a sense of loss at paths not taken, that is a universal feeling. That is That is something that I can feel in my bones. And she writes that song better than just about anybody is capable of writing. The song craft on this record is really, really striking. She is an extremely gifted songwriter. Does she drop a clanker every now every now and then? Does no. She, does she write a turn of phrase that I don't, that I, that I'm like, nope, nope, that wasn't it. No. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. But she's such a distinct songwriter, and when she hits it, she hits it absolutely out of the park. And so for me, that song that we just played goes right into another song that's, again, like sonically really different for her. She's just able to really stop you in your tracks. And this record did that for me over and over again. How involved is she in the... Because here's a song that little element comes in a few lines later, a little another element comes in. In the mix as it builds, oh, a little hint of... I mean, she works with lots coming. of great, great producers and collaborators for sure. But I, I think it's at the heart of it. It's all, it's all Taylor. And I think you know, you talk about her being a gifted songwriter. It is a craft for her that has been evolving so beautifully over the last several years, in particular. I think in growing, and you know, she had a pretty reliable formula that I have no doubt had she continued to follow that formula, she would have found a massive audience. I mean, she, she did anyway. <laughs> you know, but but I love how she's been reaching over, mm. you know, and growing over the years. This this record is a little moodier and a little downcast. You know, there aren't any real big, massive drops or huge bangers on it. And Antihero is kind of a banger. Yeah, I mean, but it. <laughs> I, I think like thematically, there's just so much searching on it. You have darker cuts like Vigilante Shit or Karma, where she's talking about how sweet revenge is. You know, um, how how much. Uh, comfort she finds in payback and you know and you know i it's i i don't know i like this older wiser taylor i have a cousin who is uh ride or die for taylor and you know i fans have had all kinds of different things to say about her music over the years but i love this taylor number two record taylor swift so we get to number one 
I feel and, like and, this is not going to come as a I, huge I, well, surprise. Well, that's it. Weezer! <laughs> <laughs> the, the drum roll there had no point to knowing that our listeners picked Beyonce's Renaissance as a number one record. NPR Music picked Beyonce's Renaissance as a number one record. No surprise, no drum roll needed. But it got me thinking about something, and, and we'll get to the music in a minute. I just want to ask you this, which is that NPR Music turned 15 years old uh, this year. And I went back to look at 2007 and what we chose and thinking about some of the mm. listener poll shows that we've done over the years and what was chosen. I just did a couple of math things and looking. I could say none of our records were on Billboard's top anything, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And here we are in, in uh, 2022. We did a top 10 countdown. Six of the 10 records that our listeners picked are at least in the top 20, 25 Billboard records of the yeah. year. And I'm wondering what all that means. I, I, not a criticism, just an observation that made me t- – t- I was – you know, Beyonce would put out a record that was number one back in 2007. It wasn't even on our list anywhere, and here it is 15 years later. It's at the top. Well, I think that our tastes have evolved. I think what we put on our site and thus the people we reach – has evolved. I think that's one element mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. I also think that pop music has evolved and innovated in some really surprising ways. If uh, There are a lot of eras. If you go and pull up the, the billboard chart for the, the biggest songs of the year, you'll hear a lot of really kind of lazily produced cookie cutter songs. And if you're looking at whatever you think of Beyonce, whatever you think of Taylor Swift, whatever you think of Harry Styles, I don't think they're, I don't think those are lazily cookie-cutter-made records. I think there is real beauty and charm and innovation. You know, they're working with a lot of the, the best and most gifted people. I mean, Beyonce is working with so many innovators on this record that you listen to it and you you kind of can't deny that it is a remarkable piece of craft. And I think, so I think it's a combination of things. Mm-hmm. I think NPR music has evolved and expanded and covered a lot more music and diversified its staff and, and embraced music that we weren't necessarily in, embracing in 2007. I think that is part of what Create what creates some of that crossover, but there's also just enormous critical consensus around the best pop music in 2022 that there wasn't necessarily 15, 20, 25, mm-hmm. 30 years ago. For me personally, it's also just cyclical. Like that, you know, we we were giving Stephen a hard time earlier about him listening to top 40 FM radio in his car, and there have been times when I could turn on top 40 radio and. Everything like my personal tastes were lining up perfectly with everything that was popping on the charts. And then there were periods where it just wasn't at all. Like, yeah. you know, the stuff that I love just wasn't. Hit. And this is just one of those years where, like Stephen said, there's just a lot of critical consensus around these these songs and these albums. Well, critical consensus. Here we come. Uh, what should we play <laughs> from Beyonce's Renaissance record and go out on this? Well, I thought we should play Virgo's Groove because, you know, this was um, this was also, as you say, a record we've we've talked a lot about already. We played a lot of different songs uh, on the show from it. Um, this is one we haven't heard yet uh, that I really love. Beyonce set the tone for the whole year, I think, with this record. And there were so many artists who followed who just were like, celebrate life, love and joy and wonder and get out on the dance floor. Even I, I'm the person... Do you have any videos of you on the dance floor? Well, here's the thing. I will describe... Can we post that on our Instagram? (laughs) There are not, but I I will say that I'm the person... That's good. When I heard this record, it wasn't what I, I... 
I wasn't ready to hear this. It grew on me over the year. I'm the guy who whose friend said, come on, we're going to the club. And I'm like, I don't want to go to the club. And then when I went to the club, I stood, leaned against the wall with my arms folded. <laughs> and then about halfway through this record, I'm like, you know, kind of going out there, kind of moving around a little bit. And then he's, I'm like, yeah, but I, mean, <laughs> I feel it. I feel so alive. <laughs> it's okay to be happy again. I just think if you bore deep down to the center of my skull, huh. you will find... A little, a little, little piece of my brain that's just a tiny little disco ball, <laughs> just, just twirling softly. Never step out onto a dance floor, but that little disco ball, it 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 ever twirls. Um, oh my gosh, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm holding on to that thought. Well, at least for a couple of minutes while while we play this. <laughs> There's Steven. I'm disco sorry, ball. she does it so perfectly. She plays homage to this era so beautifully and perfectly flawless thank you listeners yeah, thank good you Stephen Mason be in the ten, room with you guys 10-0 listeners <laughs> Stephen Zero <laughs> oh take care everybody it was uh, I'll say Robin it was really great to see you and what do you think Should we tell don't Stephen expect that? this preferential treatment to continue alright Robin I will see you in 2026 yeah I was, <laughs> I was thinking the same <laughs> T- take care everybody bye yeah Support for this podcast and the following message come from Dignity Memorial. When your celebration of life is prepaid today, your family is protected tomorrow. Planning ahead is truly one of the best gifts you can give your family. For additional information, visit DignityMemorial.com. This message comes from NPR sponsor Mint Mobile. From the gas pump to the grocery store, inflation is everywhere. So Mint Mobile is offering premium wireless starting at just $15 a month. To get your new phone plan for just $15, go to mintmobile.com slash switch. All that sitting and swiping, your body is adapting to your technology. Learn how and what you can do about it. I really felt like the cloud in my brain kind of dissipated. Once I started realizing what a difference these little bricks were making, there's no turning back for me. Take NPR's Body Electric Challenge Listen to the series wherever you get your podcasts.